Trigger warning. The following episode contains references to Slavery Human suffering Death Factual inaccuracies Several entitled people making light of all these things. If any of the aforementioned topics cause you discomfort, you may want to listen to a different episode. We're having a bundle board blowout. Bring your bucks and bye bye bye. I'm Adam. And then the mother, she took the baby and she were to spin the straw into gold, but she was unwed. Does this not translate from Dutch? I'm Andy. So, sweetie, let's say we hit the sack for a little bundling. I'm Sean. Baby farms, not as adorable as you'd hope. I'm Kelly, and this is Acid Pop. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about Magdalene laundries. Uh, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is sort of like an underground mandolin. They're laundering them. Oh, I thought it was some sort of Star Wars thing. That's not a very good cover name. If it's a mandolin, it's like, hey, you want to buy a um, er, mangolin? (laughs) Magdalene laundries were also called Magdalene asylums, and Mm. we'll also be discussing related topics, unwed mothers and bastards. Is it like when you go over the the California border and they ask if you're transporting any stringed instruments? It's exactly (laughs) like that. Magdalene. Oh, so it's virgins. (laughs) Yes. Mary Magdalene was a prostitute. Right, right, right. <laughs> but she was the same. A virgin prostitute. <laughs> so um, we're going to do a little bit of etymology. Um, we just established Magdalene from Mary Magdalene. She was in the Bible. Um, the what? Sorry. <laughs> I don't have the etymology of Bible oh. here. So wed, as in unwed, comes from Proto-Germanic waja. 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 Which means... To bet or wager. (laughs) A Magdalene wager. I guess that's like uh, a dowry. Well, actually, yeah. If you go back a little further, the Proto-Indo-European root is wada, (laughs) and that's to pledge or redeem a pledge. Okay, so it's to pledge or redeem a pledge burger. (laughs) For a tall glass of water. (laughs) So originally it was to make a woman one's wife by giving a pledge of money. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. $10. Uh, $11. (laughs) God damn it. And bastard comes from the old French bastard. Fish poop. (laughs) I'll let that sink in. It was good. Wait for it. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Bastard. Which was originally the acknowledged child of a nobleman by a woman other than his wife. That's pretty right on the nose. Well, is it? I thought it was when you didn't know who your dad was. That was a bastard. Just means your parents were unwed. But uh, we'll go into all the different shades of bastardry <laughs> that we had in history. All the shades of bastard. It's my new book, Fifty Shades of Bastardry. <laughs> I'm a dark bastard. <laughs> so they think it came from Phil's de Bast, meaning a uh, pack saddle son, um, <laughs> which was a term for a child conceived on an improvised bed. Wink, mm. wink. <laughs> and then they call you a Phil's de Bastard. and yeah that's all we have for etymology Mm -hmm. for fears we're going back to one i think i've hit at least twice before tocophobia fear of pregnancy 
Hmm. Fear of a Magdalene laundry is called common sense. <laughs> so I don't really have any science and this is all history. I assume I don't have to explain what an unwed mother is. People like to boink. Rings no. <laughs> so just one little point of interest, which we'll get into more. For a lot of history, illegitimate children weren't considered that big a deal. If you go back to like the 14th century, bastardy isn't even much of an insult. I mean, William the Conqueror was also called William the Bastard, and he was like the first king of England. Hmm. I mean, they weren't really, they didn't really fall out of favor again until George R.R. R. Martin uh, demonized <laughs> Yeah, terrible bastards. So we have a short quiz today, a little bit of everything, but not much of anything. <laughs> so let's start with our true or false. True or false. 15% of children in 1780s America were born to unwed women. 15. That sounds false. It's got every, every, that's got to be much higher. Yeah. I'm going to say false too. I'm going to say true. Adam, you are incorrect. Wow. Don't lead it's, me on like that. <laughs> it's much higher. Yeah. Um, in one midwife's diary, she recorded 40% of her patients as being single mothers. Hmm. As I said, it sort of wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, women were expected to marry the father after having the child, or if not, men were financially responsible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe there was like a single mother discount, so they just said they were single. <laughs> and that was before the invention of the condom and celibacy, so. <laughs> well, they had the shark skin condom. <laughs> so, true or false, during the Crusades, men who went on crusade used chastity belts to keep their wives faithful. Keep their I mean, wives faithful? I... That's got to be 100% true. Ah, the chastity belt thing sounds like a myth. I'm going to say false. I think it's true. I just saw one in Virginia City not that long ago. So I know <laughs> cowboys use them. Yeah. <laughs> to keep having sex with sheep. <laughs> so this is false. Yeah. Um, and indeed, chastity belts are sort of a myth. That's what I thought. They, I mean, they do exist today. <laughs> but when you think about it, they're sort of an obvious myth. Having something metallic clasped around your nethers that you have to uh, crap and piss through, it's not going to be good for your health and you're not going to do well. Catheter. <laughs> <laughs> what happens if another crusade comes through and, and finds your wife without a chastity belt? <laughs> well, you should have stayed back and protected her. Um, you can't because the Pope is shaming you. <laughs> Most existing chastity belts that we have um, that we used to think were from this period are likely from like the 18th century where they were sort of imagined objects of an earlier time. Strangely, so they manufactured people? artifacts? Yes. You know, like the Shroud of Turin or Oscar <laughs> Wilde. <laughs> All them saint pinkies. So moving on to short answer. We're back in 1780s America here. Oh, it stinks. <laughs> so as I said, it was important to determine the parentage of the child of a single woman because... Monies. Monies, yes. How did they ensure the woman told them the name of the true father? Torture. <laughs> the, a, a big chunk of the true cross. Had to swear on a Bible. Well, torture's closest here. Um, they asked her while she was in active labor. <laughs> <laughs> you want that baby out, do you? <laughs> it was believed at such a time that a woman couldn't lie. Hmm. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Eventually, when enough women had clearly lied, uh, they started looking for actual evidence. God, it's Satan. I, I knew I shouldn't have told you. 
So going back a little bit in time, in the 1600s, um, we're still in the Americas here, both the mother and father of an illegitimate child could be punished by whipping. Hmm. In cases where they knew the mother, but not the father, how did they draw the father out? Uh, trail of candy in a box held up by a stick? Yeah, it's like a pile <laughs> of new ties under the box. <laughs> so uh, they put the baby under a box with a stick. <laughs> and when he came in, he's like, whoop. So they flogged the woman in public. Hmm. <laughs> it was believed that the man just couldn't stand by and let the mother of his child be publicly humiliated. Yeah. That, that didn't work great. This also didn't work great. <laughs> yeah, he'll break any second now, boy. <laughs> Please <laughs> laughing out there. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to our terms. What is bundling? Hmm. That's when you have to sweeten the deal to marry a woman, so you throw in a goat. <laughs> Bundling is when an unwed couple is forced to wear Speedos, and you can see the man's bundle. <laughs> it's like bindling when the unwed mother is ran out of town, and she has to put the baby in a little pouch on a string. Or a stick. <laughs> <laughs> it's so a speed cute. bindle. It's like a size thing, so it goes bindle, bundle, bondle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're back in the 1700s again give or take a hundred years. So say you're getting in a, engaged to a fine young lass. Good for me. What's a good date to determine your compatibility going to look like? You can't go to a movie, can't really go out to dinner with her or otherwise socialize. How come? Um, it's inappropriate. Oh. So here's what is appropriate. You go over to the woman's house and climb into bed with her. <laughs> Good so far. So Twilight, like it's first date. <laughs> then her parents tie her feet together. Wait, they're there? Yes. <laughs> and tie her in a sack up to her waist. <laughs> so everyone is in on this except the girl then? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> some, some stranger climbs in through a second story window and their parents come out of the shadows. Guess who's going to marry you? <laughs> Sometimes they'll also tie you into a sack up to your waist. <laughs> okay. Then you get to have a race. <laughs> a race. I was thinking just like a normal sack race, but okay. They might also put a board between you. <laughs> Watch out for the nails. These were called bundling sacks and bundling boards. <laughs> then they leave. Okay, have fun in your sack. <laughs> so that you can spend the night talking and getting to know each other just like Jesus intended. <laughs> so uh, tied up. Is your sack as itchy as mine? <laughs> Oh, damn it. <laughs> my exact joke. And seriously, the Bible was cited as the source of this practice. Um, Where? <laughs> well, Jesus was a carpenter. Did it work? Well, again, 40% of mothers were single women. <laughs> so I, I feel like I can work my way out of a sack. I brought a pocket knife. Suck it in. <laughs> but the benefit of bundling was if a girl did turn up pregnant, you can bet the parents would be knocking at the uh, gentleman's door. If they ever let him out of the sack. <laughs> <laughs> well, but if I'm dating a girl and her parents don't know, I'm going to find some sucker to bundle up with her. Okay. What was the baby scoop era? And I want both a time and a definition. When and what? It's the smallest serving of ice cream ever. From the late 1800s. Um, I'm going to say it's the, the once again, the late 1800s, but that one, that's when they were using forceps to remove the babies. <laughs> Scoop. It was the early 1900s when they tried using uh, babies as their cub reporters. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so cute. Stop the presses. I have a mess in my pants. 
Oh, so this is a term used for the time starting at the end of World War II and ending in the 1970s. At this time, it was really, really common for single women to be pressured and, I mean, like, by the government to give their kids up for adoption. Hmm. Um, In 1970, at the end of the Baby Scoop era, 80% of unwed women gave their babies up for adoption. Wow. Why did the government care? We'll get into that. Looks bad for America. <laughs> we have the English diplomat coming over. We can't look bad. <laughs> Get these unwed teenage brothers out of the White House. <laughs> Fill the orphanages. <laughs> so in 1995, that number was 1%, oh, which good. gives you a, a sense of how inflated it was. Why, that's 80 times more. <laughs> My God. Leonardo's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> what does manzer mean? It is a panzer tank with a wiener on the front. <laughs> yeah, a, a manzer is who drove the panzer. <laughs> uh, manzer is a razor exclusively for shaving the face. <laughs> so getting back to into the Middle Ages, there wasn't one term meaning bastard, like I said. There were lots, and they all represented like different points on the scale of how okay it was to be that kind of bastard. <laughs> the bastard got a whole page to itself in the thesaurus. Manzer is a term with Hebrew roots, and it was a child born to a prostitute or from incest. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds pretty low on the scale. <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how bastard are you? <laughs> that is pretty low on the scale. It's it's a situation where the the union was considered morally wrong. I'm one sixteenth bastard on my father's side. <laughs> a nothis was a child of a married woman Ooh. due to an affair. And That's that fancy. was also on the naughty list. A nothis. No, it sounds like some sort of demon. Yeah. <laughs> a spurious Ooh. was a child of a couple who could not be married. For example, in certain cities, citizens couldn't marry non-citizens. Hmm. And then you, your child would be a spurious. Well, they had stage fright. <laughs> <laughs> or if you go back further, a well-born man and a slave, that would be, or a married man and a concubine, that would be a spurious. Uh, I was <laughs> going to say same-sex couples in some states. <laughs> <laughs> and then last and highest on the list was Ooh. a Neutralius. Oh, um, that is a demon. <laughs> <laughs> this is grade A Neutralius right here. That was a child of a couple who could have been married and indeed might get married, but hadn't yet. <laughs> so many nuances. <laughs> I need this bastard scale to carry in my pockets. Like. <laughs> All of this is sort of unreliable because if you have like some priest somewhere chronicling someone's life and they don't like them much, <laughs> they might call them a manzer or a nothis, even if technically they aren't. We're just going to knock them down a peg or two. All these super good words, and they're wasting them on just different types of bastard. (laughs) (laughs) They already had a word. Yeah. Hey, yeah. (laughs) All right. That's it for our quiz. You all failed. Moving on to our stories. First, we're going to talk about baby farms. (laughs) Is it like a puppy farm? Sort of. Sent upstate when they'll they'll be happy and be able to play in the fields. (laughs) Also, kind of accurate. Oh Oh, no! (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) So we've been going back and doing some time traveling. Now, let's say you're a woman in Victorian England. Oh God, no! My dream, the corset. (laughs) (laughs) And what with one thing and another, you've ended up pregnant. How did this happen? (laughs) It's immaculate. (laughs) I bindled in everything. This isn't the 14th century, oh, right. and it isn't colonial England. 
this could destroy you. Hmm. You're going to get a lot of bouquets from other women that you know the meaning of. Ooh, cookie bouquets. <laughs> and also, you're not going to be able to support the child, and there's no obligation on the father to provide support. Gross. So what do you do? Hmm. You might check your local newspaper and find a baby farmer. <laughs> oh, Dennis. Okay. Hand over the baby and say 15 pounds. Oh, you pay them. Yes. Huh. No, my baby's only eight pounds. <laughs> <laughs> They'll see to it that the baby is cared for and eventually adopted, and you can go back to your life. Oh, we'll take care of him. <laughs> you want me to take care of your baby, eh? <laughs> give you these nice men in suits. As you've sort of brought up, 15 pounds only stretches so far, <laughs> and it's a lot more cost effective to kill a child than to rehome it. Uh. I guess I I don't know if I'd kill a baby for fifteen bucks. I have to say, fifteen well, pounds was a lot more than fifteen bucks. You're not back desperate back. enough. Now, if true. we convert it right now, it's thirty dollars. Is that is that good enough? <laughs> so let's talk about a couple notorious baby farmers. Um, Amelia Dyer started out as a midwife and then became a baby farmer around the 1860s. Initially, she simply neglected the children until they died of starvation. Uh, The Mother Teresa method. (laughs) I didn't kill it. It just kind of happened. Natural cause. If they were too noisy as they were starving to death, she gave them a medication that existed at the time called Mother's Friend. (laughs) (laughs) It's called whiskey. (laughs) No, it was opium. Oh, whiskey. To some laudanum. Here you go, kid. <laughs> she was arrested when a doctor became suspicious about the number of babies who had died under her care. Like 20 went in and only one came out. <laughs> she served six months for neglect. <laughs> a she woman said, sentence. She said she had a baby farm, but I ain't seen no cartons of milk. <laughs> <laughs> when she got free, she started right back up. Stop. But she'd learned a valuable lesson. Don't call the doctor when the baby dies. <laughs> It's just the wrong takeaway. Mama called the doctor and the doctor said, You're going no to more jail. babies. <laughs> she decided it was a waste of time and money to let them die from neglect. She started strangling them with white edging tape. Uh-huh. What's a mother to do when neglect takes too long? <laughs> and then she'd throw the corpses in the river. Wee! Right into the... Wait, are we in France? <laughs> we are in England. England. It was the Thames. And they'd crack through the crust. <laughs> she was quoted as saying about the white edging tape tied around their necks. That's how you could tell it was one of mine. <laughs> it's my signature move. <laughs> She's a serial killer then. Yeah, basically. When dead infants strangled with white edging tape were eventually traced back to her, <laughs> she was arrested again. She tried to plead insanity, but the jury convicted her in five minutes. <laughs> It's believed she killed somewhere between 200 and 400 infants. Wow. What? But then you have to convert that to like big people numbers. Yeah. (laughs) Just pound, so double it. In mass, it's not so bad. (laughs) It's metric babies. (laughs) It's so much easier to convert metric babies. That's like 300 to 600 pounds. (laughs) Lest you think this is a uniquely English tradition, let's talk about Dagmar Overby. Dagmar's a cool name. Overby's nice, too. She was, she was a cool lady. She lived in Denmark. Probably a very handsome woman. <laughs> Both of the bug shots of these women were, uh, they looked like Baby women. Baby serial killers? Baby yeah. serial killers, yes, thank okay. you. <laughs> Between 1913 and 1920, she killed at least 20 children by strangling, drowning, and um, baking. Oh, baking. <laughs> she a witch? 
<laughs> Into the oven, children! Her crimes were discovered when a mother changed her mind and returned the next day to get her baby. Uh, <laughs> and was handed a pie. <laughs> Dagmar claimed the child had already been adopted and she couldn't remember the address of it's the people she'd girl. given the kid to. Well, they moved out hours ago. <laughs> they moved to, I don't know, England... <laughs> I lost that baby in a baby farm merger. (laughs) (laughs) The mother didn't buy it and contacted the police. When the police found that her stove was full of baby skulls. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Didn't you clean the skulls out? (laughs) They uh, thought there might be some foul play involved. (laughs) Mm, I'm starting to think something's up. (laughs) On the bright side, this led to Denmark enacting legislation to care for children born out of wedlock. That's good. Then the new Danish law. <laughs> if you are to put a baby in the oven and you are not a witch, <laughs> then you will be put to the prison. No more babies in ovens. New law. If you are a witch, then we will do what we do with the witches, which is to send you to America. <laughs> is America a witch penal colony? Yeah. It's like a magic Australia. <laughs> so. I said we would talk about Magdalene Laundries, uh-huh. and that's what we're going to do next. I hope so. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> Magdalene Laundries are most commonly associated with Ireland, hmm. but they existed in England, Sweden, Canada, Australia, and yes, the US. Bunch of copycats. Their official term was Magdalene Asylums. Uh, the laundry bit comes from the fact that, well, they did a lot of laundry. Okay. <laughs> Fair. The first Magdalene Laundry was founded in 1758 in England. It was called the Magdalene Hospital for the Reception of Penitent Prostitutes. Oh, hospital laundry <laughs> asylum. So what were Magdalene laundries? It's where you turn babies into clothes. <laughs> yep, <laughs> pressed babies. They were essentially prisons. Oh, baby prisons. You know, there is a word for prison. They could have just jumped right to them. Unwed women who were pregnant or had given birth. Flir- flirtatious women. <laughs> prostitutes and young women from poor families or any woman <laughs> that woman flirted with me yeah but you're single <laughs> women who had turned the wrong way down a road one day <laughs> they're the worst ones women who failed to have one penis <laughs> women who have overcooked chicken women who did have one penis <laughs> No, Andy, that's just a man. So they could be sent by the courts to a Magdalene laundry. Once there, they had to work for their upkeep, unpaid. Some stayed for months. Some stayed for years. Hmm. Some stayed for their entire lives. (laughs) Which was also months. But but Jesus said to forgive Mary Magdalene. (laughs) In Ireland alone, it's estimated 30,000 women were sent to these places. (laughs) They were run by, there were Protestant ones and Catholic ones, but the Catholic ones sort of really managed to run with and monetize the idea so there were more uh, Catholic versions as time passed. Take your clothes to whore laundry. <laughs> so the women who were in these asylums would make lace, do needlework, and lots and lots of laundry. <laughs> Conveniently, government institutions and the military could get their laundry done cheap by the women that the government had sentenced to these very institutions. Mm. Slave labor is super cheap. (laughs) And just as a reminder, this is not a laundromat. This is... (laughs) 
the 1700s. This is right. tubs of boiling water, caustic soap, and those big laundry rollers and presses. <laughs> More lie. Days never finish. <laughs> the nuns who ran these laundries humiliated, beat, and starved their inmates. Faster! Shame. <laughs> soap! <laughs> Roll! <laughs> Scrub! <laughs> Hitting people with rulers. <laughs> the women's had their names changed, were rarely allowed to speak, and were never allowed to stop working unless they were asleep. There's a roots joke in there. Your name is Spring Fresh Tide. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the ugly one. <laughs> so what about the babies? What about the babies? They were turned into laundry. So they were probably made into soap, I'm guessing. <laughs> In the best cases, when pregnant women gave birth at a Magdalene laundry, the infants were stolen from their mothers and given to waiting adoptive parents who coincidentally had given big donations to the holy order running the laundry. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> they were put under a pillow and picked up by the baby. Fairy. <laughs> <laughs> all the baby, all the baby fairy left me was more laundry. <laughs> Uh, worst case scenario, well, 796 babies were found in the septic tank of one Magdalene laundry. Septic tank? Huh? Putting you on the fast track, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and the women didn't fare much better. Uh, when the graveyard of another Magdalene laundry was dug up, 155 unmarked graves of unknown women were found. <laughs> when you said the women didn't fare much better, they were, I thought they were going to need a much bigger toilet. <laughs> yeah, that's a heck of a plunger. <laughs> Does anyone want to guess when the last Magdalene Laundry closed? 1990. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, last week. <laughs> Andy, you're the closest without going over. Damn oh. it. <laughs> 1993. Oh, Where was it? It was in Ireland. Okay. Damn it, Ireland. I've always stood up for you. <laughs> Northern or Southern? That I don't know. They did evolve over time. But stories from the final Magdalene Laundry were from, the ones I read were from women who bribed people to escape <laughs> and were talking about the trauma of their time there. So they weren't great. You know, like a North Korea for pregnant women. <laughs> <laughs> so of course they've changed. Now they've got irons and washing machines and all kinds yeah. of fancy stuff to do while they're slaves. I mean, we don't give them to them, but hey. This hardly feels like a punishment at all anymore. Where's the boiling water? All they're doing is putting it in a machine and staring at it roll around. <laughs> now we just have a baby shoot, so we don't have to plug the toilets anymore. <laughs> God. So I say Mangolin Laundry's stopped existing in 1993, but you could argue they just sort of evolved and found an exciting new government-sponsored form, even more government-sponsored. <laughs> Because now we're going to talk about maternity homes. Hmm. This is the baby scoop era. Scoop? <laughs> so, post-World War II, pre-1980s. That's when we are. Good morning, sir or madam. Do you have any extra babies about? <laughs> a guy with a high-lie scoop. <laughs> like a dog catcher. Oh, child catcher. <laughs> so, it worked like this. A woman would get pregnant often a teenager. Remember, the birth control pill wasn't legalized until the 1960s. The woman would be sent to a maternity home somewhere away from friends and family where they could be kept a secret. What daughter? <laughs> Never had one. They would be visiting relatives or mm. doing charity work somewhere. <laughs> one woman remembers her doctor telling her parents, well, you know, there's a place where they send girls like her down in Kansas City. It's pretty expensive. 
if you have any money put aside for her, use it for this. She doesn't deserve it anyway. (laughs) A terrifying euphemism sending you to Kansas City. (laughs) I think even the reality of that's pretty bad. (laughs) I don't know much about Kansas City. (laughs) Tornadoes and Dorothy, you know. This was usually the third trimester. They sort of hide the pregnancy for the first two trimesters and send them off in the third. And these girls would work, do crafts, and listen while social workers lectured them on the importance of giving up the baby for adoption as they were sluts who would only ruin the child anyway. (laughs) Ah, yes. You don't want another person like you out there, do you? Professional slut shamers. (laughs) And it worked. Remember those 80% adoption rates? Mm, How could I forget? (laughs) Women often labored while drugged into unconsciousness, sometimes were entirely denied access to the infants after their birth. Other times, they were allowed to feed them for a couple days before a social worker came around with the adoption papers. Are you attached now? (laughs) (laughs) One mother remembers saying, you can't keep him from me, he's mine, and getting the response, yes, and let's hope it never happens again. (laughs) Ouch. She broke out of the strength and strangled the person on the spot. (laughs) So... The pressure put on these women was social, it was emotional, it was also financial. Like, the government would sponsor you going to these places sometimes, but not if you kept the baby. Huh. So another mother remembered being pressured to sign this adoption paperwork. She'd been sick after giving birth, and so she'd spent a couple weeks in critical condition and couldn't sign it. After she was well, the social worker took her out driving and then refused to return her home until she signed the paperwork. Huh. When she refused, she was told, as far as we're concerned, the baby's only known her foster mother at this point. The adoptive family is waiting for her. Why would you do this to them? They've been waiting all this time while you were sick to get this done. That's a weird approach. She was when When she still resisted, she was told, basically, you can't afford this. Do you have the money for this? Can you pay for it right now? Because if not, you better sign this paperwork. What about college? In a very Michael Scott fashion, she said, I declare bankruptcy. (laughs) She also assured the mother that the baby was giggly and happy with her new parents. The baby told us he's much happier. (laughs) And for the record, that's uncommon in three-week-old infants. (laughs) (laughs) Your baby's advancing so fast without you. (laughs) Baby's already running, which is weird. (laughs) So... That's how women were treated at maternity homes. They were essentially brood mares for wealthy couples looking to adopt. Hmm. Getting weird, like, internment camp vibes from this. <laughs> and hurting women was part of the point. Or, to quote one doctor, when she renounces her child for its own good, the unwed mother has learned a lot. She's learned an important human value. She has learned to pay the price for her misdemeanor. And this alone, if punishment is needed, is punishment enough. We must go back to a primary set of values and the discipline that starts with the very small child. I'm going to travel back in time like the Terminator and start <laughs> strangling doctors. Don't look on the bright side, though. Every woman gets to leave with the, the more you know sticker. <laughs> It's like I voted, but I gave up my child because I was under duress. Plus that fancy I'm a worthless slut t-shirt. Yeah, well, no, that's a tattoo. (laughs) And you only get that if you finish your baby in 20 minutes. (laughs) So um, these maternity homes do sort of exist to this day, but they are no longer a place where infants are ripped from their parents' arms while the mothers scream for their child to be brought back. So progress. Good. They're actually, the ones I read about are you know, genuine social goods where women in difficult situations can go and have support at a time when they need it. Which you'd think these young teens in the 50s might have appreciated. (laughs) 
No, no, you committed a sin, a nondescript sin that wasn't a sin until we decided it was, but... And uh, that's what I have to tell you about today. Hmm. Kind of a high note. (laughs) I did my best. So uh, what are your stories about working in a slave laundry? (laughs) Don't get me started. (laughs) I am not an unwed teenage mother. (laughs) Not yet. Still time. (laughs) Still still in my teens. (laughs) We're going to have to go through a, a, a lot of hoops to get you there, Andy. <laughs> is, is, is it going to be like a uh, an Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito movie? <laughs> if there's also going to be some Terminator thrown in there for the time traveling. <laughs> so awesome. I can travel back in time and choke every last one of them. <laughs> Plus some Predator. Why not? <laughs> Go on, do it. Kill me already. <laughs> can we make the baby an alien? <laughs> Well, then they can't kill it because the acid will eat right through it. Yep. Whoa. Your septic tank would be ruined. <laughs> you have to get a guy out here to look at that. You might be okay with the adoption at that point, though. <laughs> no, no, you take it. It's fine. I've always wanted to raise a little baby Ripley. <laughs> I don't know if I have any stories about this one. I don't think that's ever really come up. I don't like doing laundry. <laughs> <laughs> I've got just the punishment for you. No. <laughs> would you enjoy it more if you had to do it the old-fashioned way? No. <laughs> I remember when we went to the Smithsonian in Washington, D.C., they had a little exhibit. I don't even remember what it was about, but one of the parts was like they had a towel and it was in this little case sort of thing. So you couldn't actually touch the towel, but you'd like you would lower it and would get dipped in water and then you could grab either side of it and try and twist it out to dry it. And it was just like making a point of how piston like these women's arms were to like wring out towels. They could have done the strangling. They don't know. They were so good at strangling babies. So since no one has any stories on this one, let's move on to what are your morals worth? $20 billion. (laughs) So how much to spend a length of time in a Magdalene asylum? Define length of time. Well, not knowing when you get to leave is part of the torment. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> so let's say that every day they roll a 400-sided die. <laughs> when it comes up 400, you get to go. 400. Yep, I'm going. Oh, God. Could be day one. Enough to oh, man, enough so my wife man. could just be happy and find herself a new husband. <laughs> uh, $50 million. Wow. I will say you guys can try to escape. Women did escape sometimes. Mm. I don't have the thick arms of these Magdalene women. That's why you have to spend some time there and wring out some towels. I'm I, I'm a bad roller. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have to roll. Maybe you'll be on the delicates team or the boiling water department. <laughs> Good. I have sensitive skin. <laughs> Give me 20. Mil- this sounds like a hell. But think of the movie that they'll make when you make your escape. They're not going to make that movie. It's called The Green Mile. (laughs) Shawshank Redemption, I think. Also remember that you're not permitted to speak for the most part. You're starved and beaten. Mm. Don't like it. It's going to be a lot of money. 20 million. 20 million doesn't seem that ridiculous, honestly. (laughs) Send send it to Alex. Find yourself somebody that looks like me. (laughs) I will cut that in half, though. You going 10? Going 10. You feeling lucky? No. I feel like I need this job. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess they are paying. Statistically, I feel like you're looking at like 700 ish days. So like two years before, you know, you're more or less guaranteed to have gotten that. But at the same time, it could be day two. Yeah. I try to escape. What are they going to do? Throw me in super max laundry? (laughs) 
Oh, now you're going to just fucking wash quilts all day. <laughs> giving you nothing but steel wool. They're going to have to fold fitted sheets. <laughs> no. Wring out this blanket. Uh, yeah, but you're basically getting beaten every day. That's no fun. God, the arms I would get from bringing out all those blankets, I'd be able to bend <laughs> bars and just walk out. Everybody shut up. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> only had some protein to put on the muscle oh god you're right comes from the babies (laughs) (laughs) detergent has whey in it (laughs) 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 please be right out kiss me jacks thank you (laughs) think of all the laundry like prison tattoos you'd have (laughs) they call me tide (laughs) permanent rest till i die it's going to have to be millions if you're going to beat me every day. Maybe the nuns will like you. Yeah. How, are, how good are you at praying? <laughs> Not silently very well, I don't think. Not very good. I can pretend. Yeah, just think of, think of the praying as a yes and. <laughs> and then Jesus came and saved me. <laughs> but I think I can cut it again. I think I'll cut it in half again. Five million. I can Ooh. do it. I am a delicate soul. <laughs> I used to break out in hives doing dishes at the... Uh, fast food restaurant I worked at. So you'll have to try and escape a lot. So I think I'm going to go in the opposite direction. Everyone else has been having Andy. I'm going to double Andy. Yeah, go for it. This I seems want like two hell. Andys. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't help you with laundry. In fact, Nega Andy has that... Andy. <laughs> Nega Andy has that beard. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't Nega Andy be super good at laundry? <laughs> hmm. All right, I think that's it for this week. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you to my co-hosts. Thank you for my freedom. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you to our amazing editor, Gerard. If you want to follow us more, you can find us at Twitter or Instagram at Acid Pop Podcast. You can visit our subreddit, or you can email us at acidpoppodcast at gmail.com. And remember, separate your colors from your whites. Bye. Baby farm, do 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 do, do baby farm. <laughs>